Welcome to Between X and Z, a dad and his daughter's podcast. I'm Roger, I'm the dad, and I represent Gen X. And I'm Tori. I'm the daughter, and I'm representing Generation Z. Over here at Between X and Z Podcast, we're a one-take, no-edits podcast discussing all range of topics from religion to what's trending on Twitter. Those conversations you wish you could have with your dad, Roger and I will have them for you, and we're putting them on the internet. Settle back and grab a snack and enjoy this episode of Between X and Z. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, fam? Welcome back to another hey, episode hey, hey. of Between X and Z podcast. We're yes. done with our hiatus. July is over. Woo! Winter, yeah. come winter on. is over. It has come. We are back. Yes, we are. Oh my gosh. We have so much to update. We you have on. missed you. We have missed you guys so much. We I've missed being back in the booth. July was so crazy for me. I probably, hold on, who is me? Let me introduce my, I forgot how to do this, Dad. I'm not going to lie to you. It's all right. All right. Well, my name is Tori, and I am the Gen Z and daughter representative of this podcast between X and Z. And who is my beautiful, my beautiful, wonderful co-host? Who do I have with me? Hey, I'm Roger, and I represent Gen X, the better half of this podcast. Oh, so we're already starting off with controversial <laughs> opinions and hot yeah. takes that we'll have to Come be funky later. It's so nice to have my original, the OG co-host with That's me. That's so true. If you guys were unaware, the last episode, my brother had to fill in for me because I was in California. Riding at, them circuits. Riding them circuits, which I'm sure we're going to talk about today. But yes, for those, because he did not say it, Roger is also my father, hence the name Between X and Z, a dad yep. and a daughter podcast. If you've been looking for a podcast this with cutting one. edge entertainment yes. between a Gen Xer and a Gen Zer, yes. you have found the right show. Or not. Or We're not. not really qualified to talk about anything that we talk about. Yet yes, we, we still are. talk about it. We are experts because we put it on the internet. So true, Roger. So true. <laughs> we have so much to catch y'all up on. Oh, man. We miss podcasting. We've got some great episodes lined up for you that we're going to be knocking out yes, we in the sure next do. couple of weeks. I would like to give a special shout out to my brother who's actually in the room while we're, why we are recording this. But that was some crisp audio right there. So oh, it's like professional. Over Enunciated. I mean, like just I'm next level theater. podcasting right Thank here. Thank you very much. Special shout out to my brother. You have already raised the, the bar <laughs> of the podcast Thank just you. by coming back. Thank you. I know. But special shout out to my brother. I am not going to lie. I have not listened to the episode yet, but I didn't want to get homesick while I was away. So I am planning on still listening to it, but I'm sure it was a wonderful episode. And I'm very grateful that my brother could step in and host while I was away. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Dad, what's going, what's been going on in your world? Well, you know, I'm a little full. We had a big barbecue it today. Was, so for those of you who don't know, I don't even think we've talked about this on the podcast. My father is one of the best barbecue like smokers of like smoking meat. In it's, the whole world. It's so phenomenal. It's so It's good. like Aaron Franklin than me. Sure. I don't know who the first guy is, but I'm sure <laughs> there are better people than you. No offense, but I'm sure there are better people than you. There but is. Most people. No, he is so good, guys. If you ever have the privilege of being one of our friends, <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> if you ever have the privilege of being one of our friends, yep, and, coming and over. there she blew the volume <laughs> levels right there. Okay, y'all. Three minutes in, know, and she's it's been blown. So bad. I know. But if you ever have the privilege of coming over, 
which I probably should stop calling it a privilege because then that makes me look really arrogant. Oh, that really, that really makes us sound <laughs> that makes good, us doesn't look it? Terrible. Oh if my goodness. We would love to have you over. Please come have barbecue with us. That's more what I was trying to say, but then it got away from me, and then I just yeah. had really had to come to our to super bit. secret location, which we've never revealed. Yeah, which we've never had to bleep out multiple times because we totally <laughs> forget about internet safety, yeah, even though practice go. good internet safety kids. Yeah. Yes. So you've been doing nothing, Dad. Not really, nothing. Your life sounds kind of boring, not going to lie. I'm in my 50s. It is boring. (laughs) That's true. Well, (laughs) I was polite. I asked you about your life. You should ask me about mine. So what have you been doing, Tori? I have been doing so many things that you talked about. Well, I moved, kind of. Well, not really. I mean, I like kind of moved. My fiance moved into our apartment that will be living. You spent a in. lot of money. Oh my gosh, y'all! And moved, I yes. have had so many invitations into a poverty mindset this last month of <laughs> the amount of money I've had to spend. My fiance moved. It's into amazing the... when you're not relying on your parents for everything just, you need in the I world. I just feel like I need to publicly <laughs> repent for ever being ungrateful <laughs> for how much money. How it's so expensive to exist right now. Because oh, yeah. of inflation, I've heard, and other things. I don't really know. I've never. And it's all the tiny little small things yeah, that, that you never think up. you need that you're like, oh, okay, I got to run to Home Depot and get this. Cha-ching, $70. Well, it's like, yes, I need both ultra fine tip Expo markers and the chisel tip for my whiteboard setup. Like, that adds <laughs> up over time. First world problems right Dad, there. It's just, it's very, it's been very hard, very challenging to be me recently, but I am dealing with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Help us, Lord. I am so grateful. I am so blessed. So, yes, my so, fiance moved into our apartment. Yes. I'm not moving until after the wedding. But, um, yeah, so that was really stressful. And then 24 hours later, I got on a plane at 5 a.m. with one of my one of my best friends, Becca. I think she'll be on the podcast with us next episode. So maybe we'll hear from her. But I went to a 10-day training school with the circuit riders in Huntington Beach, California, which yeah. I'm going to talk about after my tea time. And holy guacamole, was it insane. I got back from that um, middle of July, and then a couple of days later was my bridal shower. And then a couple of days later, I had to go on a staff retreat for my job. So it was just, July was a whirlwind, folks. And then I turn around, and we're recording this on July 31st. And it is August tomorrow, and I'm three and a half months out from getting married. Oh, my gosh. That that is the proper reaction. Thank you. It's just, (laughs) it's very shocking. It's just very shocking information. And did Zach write me a message on here? All I know is it's amazing how little I've had to talk since you've been back on the show. I asked you, I was polite and I asked you first because I knew I had a lot of words. And so, and I'm just teasing, honey. I but tell us about California. What oh, is California? You went gosh. to like Huntington Beach area? I went to Huntington Beach, California in Orange County with the circuit riders for, I mean, we did an entire podcast episode on it. So go yeah. listen to that for some context. But it was a 10 day missionary training school in Huntington Beach, California, um, focused on how do we reach my generation, which is Gen Z. And it right. was a. I'm going to use some of my swing here. Becca's also in the room. It was a a buck wild time over there. It was so rowdy and wonderful and wild. We saw some insane things out there. And I'm not going to lie. It was a really, it was a pretty intense experience for a lot of different ways. It's not a culture that I'm familiar with. Um, It's not really a culture that I've really run in. Um, And so while you were there, I don't know if anybody's had experiences like this where you're kind of like, okay, I know this is good. And I had some pretty intense encounters with the Lord while I was out there. So I was like, okay, so I've had a couple good like moments and things like that. But it's like, I don't really know why I'm here. I don't really know what's happening. I've come back and it's been a couple weeks since I've been back. And I have noticed a night and day difference in my life 
from the time I spent out there. I can without a doubt say I spent time in, and I, I'm blessed enough to say I spent time in some of the most predominant Christian circles that we have in, in our kind of community all across the country. And I have never met a community of wow. believers that have so fully had such a deep revelation and live out what does it mean to li- like live in the fullness of the gospel. It has yeah. marked my heart and forever changed my life. Well, uh, you know, I I consider you what I would consult. I would consider you more kind of radical about your faith. You know, you're kind of out no, there. You're not, not ashamed. Me. You know, you're you're. I. You're, but yeah, yeah. But, but I say all that to say this. So, like the circuit riders, from my outside perspective, they are like crazy next level about the Great Commission, about about winning the lost. They, I. In the most beautiful way, I think. Yeah, no, I think I, I was, I was one of the tamer people there for context, which and it's not shocks a, me. Which is not like it's not a competition or comparison whatsoever. Just for a little bit of context, maybe for those who know me and know my my walk in the faith, and that has convicted my life. And it's not about a crazy expression per se. You need to look like the most hype person. You need to look the most crazy. But I will say, kind of two quick things, and I'm actually going to save one of them. Um, cause it's actually going to end up being our episode topic, but I have never met a community of believers who have so wholly rejected passivity in their lives. Yeah. And I so firmly, that's a believe, great way to describe it. I, fir- I so firmly believe that's why they see what they see of their, um, their community has been marked by some insane things, um, and just different things like that. But after spending time and it wasn't just like, Oh, you go to a conference session and you come back. Like we were living with these people. Like <clears throat> we were spending back. probably will talk about next episode. Probably way too much time with these people like it was crazy we were so immersed in their culture and i can so fully attest that they're the most i hear i would say that they're the most radical sold out community of believers i've ever been a part of and when you've tasted it it talks about in scripture when you've tasted and seen when you've tasted and seen that you can't go back and so i i didn't even realize that was happening into my heart until i came back and i realized Oh, you can't go back to the way that you thought things were. I feel like there's a new level of integrity and conviction in my own walk with the Lord that I feel like I'm still unpacking. I know I'm going to be unpacking for years to come. Huh. It was insane, though. It was so insane, and it was the it was probably one of the most challenging experiences I've ever had with the Lord too. Wow. Like it was it was the most insane thing. We saw a lot of crazy healings, a lot of really insane healings. We had a woman healed of scoliosis. Like I'm talking, we saw some beautiful stuff out there. Um, but yeah, so that was that was a very short, short, brief, powerful overview. But I'm already, I'm, I can't wait to go back. Those are my people. The <laughs> not even not even the circuit riders, but just that area of the country. That's so cool. It's so good. It felt I like felt right at home. There's other amazing. Love them. Well, we're kind of all over the place, but that's good. But do you have a tea time? Oh my gosh, with do Tori. I have a tea time. Do okay. you have a Rogers rant? Oh yeah, you know I do. Do you want to go first? You go first. I've just talked for like 20 minutes. Okay. My rant for this week is Facebook Pharisees. <laughs> so good. Pop off, Roger. Pop off. I'm so... Oops. Rest that's in my... peace, audio listeners. That's all right. You're, you're, you're out of practice being in the booth. I know. Actually, I, I, I literally, everyone's an audio listener. I, I literally... Facebook Pharisees. What do I mean by that? These people who think it's their call in life yep. to biblically correct... There are two types that drive me crazy. The ones that think it's their job to biblically correct and police everything you say out there. It's so bad. And then the uh, the flip coin of that is the Facebook fanatics. 
who true. they're trying to become the next Rush Limbaugh's and the next shock jocks of social media. So let's say the most crazy, controversial thing I can say just to get people talking about it. Facebook truly is a cesspool. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It is literally... I, I tried to get off of it. I was like, I sent a post out to my friends. Does it have I was a like, chokehold on you? That, that's the Gen Z terminology. I don't know what that even means. <laughs> but anyway, so here's the deal. I sent out a post to all my friends. I was like, listen. Did you send out the bat signal? How many? Yeah, I did. I you sent the out, bat okay. signal out. I got out, you, Dad. I'm okay? And I said, how many of you, because I was done. I said, how many of you use Facebook as your only social media platform, meaning that if I leave and go away, I'm going to lose contact with you over social media. So you can right? like transfer them over like to Twitter, right, the exactly. much better alternative. Yes, yes. And literally, there was like 30 people that I'm friends with. Yeah, I, I only use Facebook. That's the only social media I'm on. I Wow, that's so... Wait, were they all in like your generation, not to roast them? Oh, totally, yes. Okay, that makes sense. And older. Facebook scares me. I don't even have a Facebook account. I would love to interact with our so listeners. It is so toxic. I, I, I would I love just, to interact with our listeners on Facebook, because I know we've got a I, I just want to... I just, I part of me wants to just leave it, it behind. It scares me. What, what about you? What about it just like really, really get you going? Is it just the people who think they know it all? <laughs> so it's... Because that really annoys me. That could be a tea time with Tori. Woo! You can't make any post about anything without somebody turning it political. Ugh, retweet. So true. You know? And it's like, like I said before, you either have the the Facebook Pharisees that police everything you say, and they're going to correct you biblically. Yeah. Or you have the other side where they're just going to say something crazy to try to get a, a response a from you and get people talking. That is and you know, they don't, you know they don't even mean you what they're they saying. You know they actually don't believe that. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's that kind of stuff that drives me nuts, and and that's why I don't even want to be on Facebook. Yeah. But anyway, that's enough of a rant. I'm ready for my tea time with Tori. Okay, let's hear it. My tea time with Tori is bedding, so comforters, duvets, pillows even, any type of bedding. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Time out. Time out. What? Did you say bedding, duvets... Yeah, so I'm explaining what bedding is. Like, what do I mean by bedding? I'm talking okay. about duvets, comforters, pillows, sheets, okay. anything that's to do with bedding. Duvets is a big, broad French term for like anything that goes on a bed. Oh, sweetie, no. So it's so like a duvet is like a there's like a thinner. So you know how you know what a comforter is. So yes. Duvets are like there's like an insert, and then there's like a sheet that goes over top of it that you tie off. So it's like a thinner comforter with like a sheet over top of it. I don't like them personally. I think they're way too complicated to use. I don't. But use anyway, them. go ahead. Yeah. So any any type of bedding. That has stripes, plaid, or lines is needs awesome. To be, it needs to be burned. It's incredible. I literally hate it's it. It's the best. It makes me so angry. I can't believe you would not let your fiance get the comforter he wanted. Did you wanted. hear about? Did you hear about this? Yes. Oh my! Wait, who'd you talk to? Wesley. I talked directly to him about it. What did he say? I said, "Hey, did you get the comforter you want?" And his response, I don't, I don't know if I should say this on the podcast though. This might be burning confidentiality. <laughs> That's so funny. Something he said something to the effect of, "Well, Tori pointed one out, and then when I said I liked it, she immediately said she didn't like it, and we moved on." That did happen. That did okay. happen. No, no, no. Okay, so that's actually the one that we ended up getting. So we do not have stripes <laughs> or inlines or anything like that. Why not? Because I it so visually disturbs me. It's truly offensive to the eyes. I think we have to take a room poll. Okay, you can take a room poll. How many people like stripes yeah. and plaids and different designs? Becca. See? See? One, two. Becca is a no. 
Uh, the guys and the girls are, yeah. We're divided. We're divided. We need Ronda okay. to come be the tiebreaker. Yeah, it's just, it's not for me. I think it's, so no, I can tell you, if I like it, Ronda won't. Yeah, that's true. So that means we won. So it's not okay. It needs to be done. It's just, it's too offensive. I think it wakes up a room way too much. I think that I love wearing plaid. You know what I mean? Like a good cute little striped shirt is totally okay. Now Becca and Zach are fighting off screen and it's really funny to watch because I can only see Becca. But <laughs> I like, you know what I mean? Like it's, I just, I can't handle it. But we did get a comforter that we both liked. I just okay, that's crazy important. About it. Yeah, I just wasn't crazy about it. But I'm going to spruce it up with some, like, a bed skirt and some other cute stuff. Why? Okay, let's stop. This is Roger's rant part two. No, mom literally told me you hate bed skirts. Why so do we need a bed skirt? You. What What's the purpose of a bed Dad, skirt? It just needs to pull the room together. No one, no one, no one needs to see my no junk man, underneath my bed. No man. No man has ever walked into a bedroom and said... <laughs> If we just had a bed skirt on this thing, it would so pull this room together. Yeah, that's because no man is thinking about that. But men, when they walk into rooms with bed skirts, comment on how nice the room looks. You just so made that up. No, I didn't. Am I correct? I'm correct. Becca just looked at me. Becca has got a great room. Dad, it's literally, I don't even want, Dad, I literally don't need your negative energy. It's so true. (laughs) Bed skirts make the room look better. Dad, no one wants to look at your junk underneath your bed. That's gross. That's first so... of all. Why do you have junk under because the bed? Because I to live begin in a with? small apartment. That's why. Okay. Because okay. of the economy, okay. Dad. Hashtag your generation. Okay. I can't okay. buy a house. Okay. That's why. Okay. 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 I'll grant you if you're gonna sh- shove a bunch of stuff under the bed, you need a bed skirt. Yeah, and we're gonna do that. Okay. I've already planned it. All right, let's move on. Okay, let's move on. I'm actually so pumped about our episode. Do you like how we just had a big fight and then we're like, okay, we're chill now? Okay, this is our our topic for for today's episode. Oh, he's got his announcer voice. Why in a world gone mad? Shut up. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Why have we left the Bible behind? I have such a hot take on this. Christian culture has become, let's just worship until Jesus returns. <laughs> okay. So and why on. have we left the Bible behind? Okay, so can I I'm gonna I'm gonna this is really your domain. This is a big passion for you, but I wanna kinda briefly set some context for this. I'm gonna be super transparent on the podcast. And then I'm gonna fix the context if it's not right. I know. I'm gonna be super transparent on the podcast. I have always really, really struggled to read my Bible. Really, really struggled to read my Bible as a Christian. It was always super hard for me. I never, I would read it and I'd have like a couple days and be like, oh, this is good. And then I just like, there's no consistency in my routine. Or then I'd go a couple weeks and then I would try, but I felt like I didn't understand what was being said or I would read stuff. And I'm like, I know that there's more in here. I just don't know how to access it. So I never, I really felt like I really wasn't good at it. Like that's super transparent. I went to CR school in California, like I spoke about earlier. Yeah. I talked to, so that was primarily, I would say, people from anywhere from 18 to, like, 25. But it was really right. anywhere 18 to 30. So it was Gen Z. It was young people. One, I, my this is my other comment about circuit writers. I talked about how they were some of the most, like, like sold-out people, like, rejecting passivity. They're the most biblically literate community of young people I have ever met, and it has convicted my life. I like them already. No, I'm being so serious. Every single worship song they write, because their community produces music, so you should definitely go check out um, Lindy Kofer's new album, I, have, I Saw the Lord. It's freaking fire. It'll change your life. 
every single worship song that are you what are you playing with over there in the booth sorry i had a squirrel moment oh my gosh my little hook my little hook came loose oh my gosh i am listening to you go ahead you're not supposed to call me out on the show i got distracted by your squirrel my head a squirrel moment off of your squirrel moment okay go ahead. anyways every single piece of music that they write if they cannot directly trace it back to scripture they won't produce it and like like release it and so and not even that of they've got daily devotions but the Bible, there has been, they have had a revelation of the authority of the word and it has penetrated all of their lives and seeing a community of people live that out was life changing for me. And okay. I was talking with one of the leaders and he shared such a heavy statistic with me that I became so convicted. And he said, Gen Z, which is my generation, is the most biblically illiterate generation to ever exist on the planet. And my heart dropped and I realize that our generation has missed out on a whole aspect of the revelation of Jesus because we've forsaken the word. And after seeing a community of believers live out what like the authority of the word, I have come back and I like seriously, I felt like that was one of my other biggest takeaways from CR school. Mm, the freshness of the word on my life. Like I've never, I feel like I have, I feel like I've got new eyes. Like it's been insane of the consistency and it's not even out of this hype. I've had this really cool thing that happened in California and now I'm like in the Bible. It's so different from every other time I've tried this there. I've almost feel like there was an urgency that was placed inside of me of if you don't grasp hold of this, you're not going to be able to withstand life. And I feel like because I, I saw that with my own eyes lived out by people my own age and people that I respect, I'm like, whoa, this is for real. And the encounters I've had with Jesus over the last three or four weeks out of the word have marked me. So wow. that's kind of my softball setup for you because I know this is a really big passion for you. Well, I guess my question is, is why is that generation like that? Why are people as a whole like that? Where has the church failed? What have we done incorrectly? That has produced this generation misusing scripture. So let's just let's just talk about that for two seconds, like misusing scripture and using it out of context. Okay. So I think that is a huge thing. One of my one of my favorite quotes, and my friend Becca Oz shared this with me before. We've joked about getting this on mugs. Is we saw this mug once that said, "I can do all things through a verse taken out of context." Of like we use scripture out of context so much. And when we do that, we dilute the word and we actually spread confusion in our lives because we like to fit it to our agenda and we like to mold scripture to what we feel like our perception of God is instead of actually letting the word mold us. So I would say, one, that's such a big thing. And secondly, like I'm going to say this as a Gen Zer, we're lazy. We, our attention spans are so short. If it's not a one-minute TikTok or something like that, our attention spans have gotten so short that if it's not spoon-fed to us, we have access to all this information. If it's not spoon-fed to us, if we don't actually have to dig, I feel like the art of almost being a scholar, maybe that's a bad terminology, but the art of being a scholar. Or a student. Or a student, maybe that's a better word. The art of being a student has been lost in my generation because of how easy access we have to the internet. You know what I mean? I can learn something in a five-minute YouTube video that would have taken me maybe two weeks to read because of a book you know what i mean just things like that and so i because of that is not a well-developed tool in our educational system and even in the church you know what i mean our how we do church like when i'm not talking like how we do church as a whole like we go to church we sing our songs and then we're and i don't mean spoon-fed in a bad way like yes Mm -hmm. sit under good preaching but we think 
our revelation and our intake of the word, we reduce it to a 45 minute message on a Sunday morning. And we wonder why we have like, you know what I mean? And you like, we, we, we've reduced it to that. And you wonder why we're struggling with all these things. And there's been so many attacks on our generation because we, we've reduced our intake to the word to somebody else's level of intake. We, we've reduced it to, oh, I heard a 45 minute message on, on scripture from my pastor who actually did all the studying and built that, built that route. Right. I'm good for this week. Like, and, no baby cakes, you're not. And I would go even further and say, we have become a cliche culture. Yes. Where we, we can tell you the funny cliche that the pastor said, but we don't have any context for what he meant for it in scripture, yes. you know? And so we're wowed by phrases that yeah. people say, but when, I mean, oh. when was the last time you let scripture rock your heart? Not somebody's interpretation of scripture, not somebody refre- like right. rephrasing it or making an analogy of it. When was the last time that we actually submitted ourselves to the word and we said, Lord, let your word cut and heal. Right. Let me just, let me, ah, so good. Sorry. L- let me that, ju- I'm telling you something got like, I like, I got wrecked when I was in California about this. And I've been let wanting me to talk just, to you about let it. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. So I would rather, there is so much wind of doctrine being blown across America right yes. now. And the only thing that's going to anchor you is if you get in the word yourself. Yes, you know? it's so true. I, I've said this for years, and I'm not trying to be cliche, but I've said this for years. If I'm deceived, I can take you back and show you systematically how I got to be that way. And I love that you say that, because that so, sounds so heretical without you farther explaining so, that, but that's so good, Dad. But here's the thing. That comes because I went back, and I am a yeah. believer. I am a believer in systematic theology. I believe. Can you line- explain what that is? Because some people, without maybe, I mean, I've gone to like, so, school and stuff. So, what, what I mean like, by that, that is, I believe line upon line, precept upon precept. I believe that step by step, God has a a theology, a knowledge of God. Yeah, that's okay? what theology means. Knowledge me, yeah. of God, right? And I believe that God has given us a step by step way of learning and knowing God. Yeah. And the plan of redemption and our identity and yeah. all the things that's tied into that. You know, I, I could share the seven pillars with you and all that kind of stuff. Pop off. You know, all that. But it's, it's not what this podcast is about. The reality of it is, is I, I can take you back and I can tell you, I can show you. You may not agree with why I believe what I believe, but you can show. But I can show it. you why I believe what I believe. And you know right? what? This is going to sound and, so. And, and here's yes. the thing. Here's the thing. Yes. I have friends from other denominations that believe different from me, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to future things and eschatology. Oh, right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> On this podcast, <laughs> we and, cover and so, revelation. No, here's the thing. <laughs> but see. The, them and myself, we have a healthy relationship because they, they may not agree with what I believe, but they know that I had a process that got me to that belief. And it was founded in Scripture. And it was founded in Scripture. It wasn't founded in your And I know that the they news. had a process that got yep. them to their belief, and it's founded in Scripture. And so because of that, I just know that, oh, well, they're just lo- they're interpreting Scripture and viewing it differently. Yeah. Okay? That I'm not gonna. I I don't break relationship over that. Yeah. You know, kind of deal. Now, if they're getting, they're not. We're not talking about things that are here, heretical, heresy. Like we're not. You know, Jesus had three wives. Kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, we're not. We're Stupid not into that. stuff. You know, 
about you know this lost this lost book of so and so they found and yeah. now we're going to change all of our belief system. Yeah. But I'm just saying from the Bible, you know. That's so and so I, I just think we live in such a culture, a TikTok culture, a give it to me in seven seconds or less. Yeah. You know, give me the cliche, give me the fancy sermon title, I'll remember that, and give me the one Greek word and, and rhyme it and put it into a. A, a cliche that I can remember. So good. You know what I'm saying? And 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 we give people we, we dangle this fruit over people and give yeah. them something to feed off of and become dependent upon us. When in reality, we should be teaching people not what to think, but how to think. We should be teaching yeah. people not what the Bible says, but how to study the Bible to learn for their own selves. It's so true. It's you so, know? so true. I think one thing that I was thinking about this and I think studying scripture and having a full revelation of scripture, it's, and like go with me with this. It's probably the most unflashy thing about Christianity. And that's why I think people don't want to engage with it. You yep. know what I mean? And because it's my favorite thing. I know and it's your favorite <laughs> thing, which is why I love you, dad. It's seriously though. You know what I mean? But most people look at scripture and they're like, well, why would I do that? Nobody's ever going to see the fruit of that. And you could not be more wrong about the that. The fruit of it is, is in is, your life. I'm not, I'm not some ship getting tossed around it's by so every true. new little thing it's coming so down true. the pipe. You it's know? so true. It's so true. It's what, I, yeah. it's what anchors you in life. Yeah. I, so I came back from California and like I said, because we have encounters with the Lord. Like, I'm just going to get, I mean, we have encounters with the Lord. This whole thing happens. And then we're like, how do we practically walk this out? Which is why you need to be walking in intimacy with Jesus. And you can do that through scripture. And this is what the story is about. Um, but I came back in California. I'm like, how do I do this, God? And I was in the middle of reading the Bible in a year. And I'd kind of fallen off of it for some help, like for just for some other reasons. But those are all, all excuses. Right. But I'd kind of fallen yeah. off of it. And my next book to finish was Proverbs. And Internally, I groaned because I have always, real talk, I've always viewed Proverbs as a book of do's and don'ts. And as somebody who's so stubborn, I'm like, I don't want to be told what to do. That's but so actually, that's totally a spirit of rebellion, not wanting to submit to what the word says. And so when the Lord told me that, I was like, oh, repent. I'm like, nope, don't want any part of that. I started reading scripture. I started reading, reading through the book of Proverbs. I... My life has changed. Oh my gosh. So many like little life questions on integrity and different things like that of what do I actually do are found in Proverbs. And actually it's not just because you can read a verse and be like, okay, that's cute. Or that's a good thing, Solomon. Or yep, that sounds smart. But actually like sitting with it and the ones that strike your heart or the ones that make you squirm. I'm going to highlight that. The Proverbs and the verses in Proverbs that make you squirm. Or make you go, ooh, I don't know if I like that. Those are the ones you need to be applying in your life. Like, there were ones in there that talked about, I'll find the chapter so Dad can put it in the notes, that talked about how procrastination was a sign of wickedness. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go repent. You know what I mean? And not even like, but it's just like things like that in my life. I'm getting, yeah. I'm finishing it up actually today. Um, but yeah, I, my life has been rocked by that. And I, I had this like this like this thought in my mind. If I thought about this about Proverbs, what other what other encounters with Jesus do I have in different sure. books of the Bible that I have written off? You know what I mean? Of I felt like I've just had this encounter with the integrity and the character of Jesus through reading Proverbs and knowing that I have access to that in my life now. Right. And so yeah. Yeah, I've just I've been so geeked about it, and I have such a hunger. I mean, I lead a young adults group with my fiance and another one of our dear friends, and we just after hearing that statistic that Gen Z is the most biblically illiterate g- generation to exist, 
we have such a hunger to be. We want to be the most biblically literate yeah. young adults group, young That's adults great. community. You know what awesome. I mean? We have to be anchored in the word. Yep, absolutely. Okay, man. Well, it's going to, we're at the end of our time. We're at time. Sorry, we ranted. We that, ranted that, today. It's okay, but you haven't been on the podcast in a while. I, as you can tell by the, I broke my audio again. Dad's gonna, audio Dad's that, gonna get mad at me. So we are a no edits podcast, but I am going to have to clean up the audio in this Sorry. podcast. <laughs> it's okay though, no worries. Yes. All right. We love you guys. We'll see you next Tuesday. Yep. That's gonna wrap it up for this episode of Between X and Z. What is Between X and Z, Tori? It's the wise of life, Dad. We'll see you next week. If you're listening to this, that means that you survived another episode of Between X and yes, Z Podcast. We are made so it. proud of you. We are proud of you. Very proud. Go ahead and follow us on all social media platforms at Between X and Z Pod. And for business inquiries, you can email us at Between X and Z Pod at gmail.com. Awesome. I love all that Between X and Z. What is Between X and Z? It's the wise of life, Dad. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.